welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio, patreon.com slash broadwayradio. And uh, I think it's it's only been a day since I've talked to you. Not not much to catch up on for you, Matt. No, no, but I did appreciate one of our friends over on Twitter, a, a loyal listener, reached out yesterday um and this old jew at this old jew yes yes i'm familiar they follow me as well i enjoy them yeah um they said uh when my wife and i recently finished watching schitt's creek we were desperate for a worthy follow-up we found it in ted lasso the entire cast are national and international treasures and it was a perfect show for the end question mark of this pandemic so i just want you to realize (laughs) that there is a growing wave of people who want you and Ashley to finally watch this show. I actually put it on, I have a to-do list for the day and it is on the end of the to-do list is literally, hey, watch the pilot of Ted Lasso. So I'm watching it tonight. All right, good. I, I, I look forward to hearing what your thoughts and just keep in mind, I feel very comfortable in saying that it literally gets better with each episode. So the, the pilot is very good, um, but it's a lot of, you know, pilots for t- uh, for comedies are difficult because it's a lot of yeah. like world building and setting things up, but it's still very good, but it gets better as the season goes. Well, thank you. Thank you for that glowing recommendation yet again. I can't wait to watch it, even though they are all, all British and that's... Not all of them. I mean, hard. I mean, there are non-British people. I mean... Jason Sudeikis is not British, so... Famously not British. Famously. All right, here we go. Let's get into some news. The Neil Diamond musical, newly named A Beautiful Noise, all right, uh, will make its world premiere at Boston's Emerson Colonial Theater in the summer of next year, 2022. The musical is produced by Ken Davenport and Bob Gotti. I know. (laughs) I was like, of course it is. Let's bring all the white men to the theater. Um, It will play the Emerson Colonial Theater for a four-week engagement from June 21st through July 17th. 17th of 2022 and after boston the musical is aiming for a broadway transfer so that's not guaranteed it's only a four-week engagement uh, but that's what they're aiming to do a beautiful noise is a biographical musical featuring diamond songs and it'll feature a book written by anthony mccartan screenwriter of bohemian rhapsody with direction by michael mayer Stephen Hoggett has joined the creative team as the choreographer. More casting and dates are to be announced. Matt, do you have predictions for this cast or otherwise? Uh, I have many predictions for this cast or otherwise. Uh, My first prediction is that I will not see this. Um, (laughs) That's my first prediction. I just look, I know like three or four uh, Neil Diamond songs, you know, obviously coming to America, Sweet Caroline. um, That's about it. I have no interest in this. Um, My next prediction is, is that they will continue to announce more people on their creative team. They will still all be white men. Uh, and, and my final prediction is if they don't cast Kate Weatherhead as Neil Diamond, um, <laughs> they are missing an opportunity. She was, for me, the definitive Neil Diamond in the other Josh Cohen. And uh, I think it's really a mistake if uh, good old Kenny Davenport and Jersey boy himself, Bob Gaudio, uh, choose not to uh, bring her on as the star of the show. Yeah, I mean, 
I think with all of these, you know, like not jukebox musicals, but I guess jukebox musicals, we have to wonder if it's going to be biographical or it's not. This one is. um, And it's not called the Neil Diamond show, which I think is a huge miss. If it's going to be that, just name it that. I don't need it to be called A Beautiful Noise. That sounds like a Lifetime film. Yeah. Or like call it Sweet Caroline or something like because that's something that everybody knows is Neil Diamond. I have no idea what A Beautiful Noise is. I'm sure it's a reference to one of his songs or albums, but I don't know. And even less do I care. Here we go. Before we get into the rest of the news, uh, we're going to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Audible. Yes, Grace, we will. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment on the internet, and they have everything all in one place. At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks, original entertainment from top celebrity creators, and thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts. And they have this new plan called Audible Plus, which gives you full access to their entire popular Plus catalog, in addition to everything that you already get on the regular subscription plan. Now, with Audible Plus, you can listen all you want to thousands of popular audiobooks, original entertainment and podcasts never heard of them uh but if you want to listen to podcasts i guess you can do that there as well i want to highlight a feature on audible that i did not realize was on here and i'm beating myself up that i didn't know about this but my favorite solo show probably of all time is martin moran's the tricky part now uh, this solo show premiered at of course it's my alma mater so i have to talk about it uh but the barrow group but martin moran's the tricky part is an incredible solo show it's also uh, a book and i highly recommend it's on audible I can't wait for you all to listen to it. If you are going to listen to it, please at us on Instagram or Twitter, because I want to know how you feel about it. It's an incredible piece. Awesome. I look forward to listening to that. And you can listen to it like I'm going to if you visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500-500. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Broadway Radio. Or again, text Broadway Radio to 500-500. I'm going to make you listen to the tricky part one more time. Visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500-500 to start your free trial today. All right, so let's talk about opening Broadway up. I know this is a topic that you and I love discussing. Every other day, apparently. (laughs) Apparently. A mayoral candidate and walking meme, Andrew Yang, provided his two cents on the performing arts industry revival for the city of New York. Among the entrepreneur-turned-politicians pitches for the program, inspired by uh, revitalizing the Broadway industry like they did in 9-11. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but I didn't even know that that was part of uh, what we did to revitalize the city. I'm excited to hear all about this. Um, Yang says his, his administration would negotiate the purchasing of hundreds of thousands of tickets to Broadway shows using both government funds and agreements with private corporations like J.P. Morgan and Big Four accounting firms. The majority of those tickets would then go to nonprofits and local businesses to distribute. His plan offers a potential tiered breakdown from premium seats going to those who spend at least $1,500 at participating businesses to a lottery system for those who spend $100. Yang also threw in a suggestion of personal seat licenses at Broadway houses, similar to season ticket holders for sporting events, like a subscription service. Matt, you are a sports guy. I know you know a lot about this. Also, I'm so excited because baseball season is happening right now. Do you think that this would work? I don't know. I mean, I've thought about this a lot, actually, and I Mm. wonder if it's one thing to get a seat license or season tickets to see a specific team play because you are getting that set of season tickets because you are a fan of that team. Unless you are somebody who just likes all theater and you are a diehard theater fan, there's a good chance that you don't actually want to see every play on Broadway or every musical on Broadway mm-hmm. in a given season. So 
I don't know what the percentage of theater goers are that would be interested in this. I mean, obviously I would be all over it, but, and a lot of our listeners would be too, but I mm-hmm. wonder if they're able to create a discount because it would have to be at a discount. Obviously yeah. that's the whole point of having a seat license is it's cheaper to get the seat license and the, the season tickets than it is to buy tickets to, you know, all the games individually. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm open for it. I don't know if this works, but if someone can figure out a way to do it like i'm fine with them trying i'm all for trying to figure things out the 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 biggest thing for me though is is my parents used to have a seat before they moved from ohio to florida they had a seat license season tickets to the columbus blue jackets national hockey league team and i want to tell you like (laughs) those are two different things you have to get a seat license first you have to pay for the right to buy the season tickets. And mm. so what this sounds like to me is, is that like, yes, they're giving away tickets to nonprofits and local businesses to distribute. That's fine. That's good. But there's also this side where they are then making it more expensive for people. So I'm not exactly sure what the distribution would be there. Um, I'd like to see the plan. But for the most part, I'm open for anything that can potentially make tickets cheaper for more people and can help revitalize the theater community, especially after this pandemic. I just, I think this is a little tricky because as we've talked about before, sports ain't theater and theater ain't sports. <laughs> that's that's the great, that's a great button on all of that. It reminds me of movie pass rip movie yeah. pass, which uh, we know did not end up working out. So yeah, I'm curious as well. Also just to reiterate, he is a mayoral candidate. This man is not actually <laughs> in a place where he could do any of this. Um, so I don't know, but interesting, interesting next up for some off Broadway reviews, which, you know, I've not gotten to do thus far on the show. Like since I've been at Broadway I radio, know. I've not gotten to have reviews <laughs> um, for shows, but here we go. Uh, blindness is the Donmar warehouse production of Nobel prize winner, Jose Saramago's dystopian novel written by Tony award winner, Simon Stevens, uh, who did The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, which my mother hated, but that's another story. It's now open at the Daryl Roth Theater, and Blindness will mark one of the first performing arts events to open in New York City. Like we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I think, like you and I did. Blindness is a sound and light, socially distanced experience with storytelling narrated by Olivier Award winner Juliet Stevenson. It unveils the gripping story of a world changed forever in the blink of an eye. We can all relate to that. Uh, So here are some reviews. Uh, Maya Phillips from the New York Times says, blindness is more of a sensory experience than a richly theatrical evocation. More than a fable about hope and humanity, it plays as a thrill for long-deprived ears and eyes. Uh, For Jonathan Spira, a frequent business traveler, uh, for a show entitled Blindness, there is a tremendous visual element, but it's the auditory experience that delivers. I cried my eyes out over two verbs and a personal pronoun. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I, as a grammar nerd, I appreciate the uh, the focus on diagramming sentences there. So um, that's very interesting. <laughs> I'm not going to come up to New York to see this um, for obvious mm-hmm. reasons, but like uh, I'm intrigued. I really like a lot of the off-Broadway stuff that is not necessarily theater i saw something at the mckeetrick and i can't flight it might have been called flight um which was very cool that was not really theater but it was theater um very different than this but you know i like these things that are kind of pushing the boundaries of what um traditional theater can be and especially at a time like this when you know we can't do theater the normal ways that we are used to Mm -hmm. bring on the weird stuff bring on the weird so if you are in new york 
check out Blindness. Let us know how it goes. Um, we know that it is a safe and socially distanced production, so that's why we're recommending it. Um, but yeah, please let us know. So now I want to talk about one of my favorite events, so <laughs> which good. is Miscast. MCC Theater has announced initial performers for Miscast 2021, premiering on Sunday, May 16th on MCC's YouTube channel. This is where all of us famously watch the MCC mm-hmm. Miscast anyways. Yes. So here it is. It's for everyone. Miscast is one of the most anticipated and exciting theater events in New York and in my heart every year. Miscast will include performances by Tony Award winner Annalie Ashford, Robin DeJesus, Renee Elise Goldsberry, uh, LaShawns, Kelly O'Hara, Billy Porter. I mean, it's a stacked list always, but this is a particularly stacked list. They they were able to to pull in some big guns because uh, people are at home. So <laughs> yeah, and there's going to be a ton more uh, yeah. to come. Like they they always roll these out because they want to get the most bang for their advertising buck. Um, mm-hmm. And they do the same thing on the back end when they release individual videos. At least in a normal year, this whole thing is going to be out. But um, very excited. Like this is a great list. I have to tell you, like Annalie Ashford is one of my favorite performers, especially in um like cabaret and concert settings like Mm -hmm. her new year's eve concert Mm -hmm. album at 54 below is one of my absolute favorites her concert um i think it was a live at lincoln center thing that she did so so good it was so fun like i love annalee ashford i'm so excited to see her as a as i mean i know this is alphabetical but uh to have her be the first name on that list is very very fun oh that's exciting i didn't know you're such a fan that's that's awesome i'm a fan of everybody as long as you don't suck as a human like i'm generally a fan well let's let's hope you never find out if any of your favorites do <laughs> suck in person uh this is great so I'm I'm pumped because first and foremost, the nanny, the TV show is is on HBO. That's not included in our little breakdown, but I just want to say that for everybody. It's on HBO Max. You can stream the nanny right now and you should be doing that. I'm just letting you know. Uh, Fran Drescher, (laughs) I'm just letting you know. Fran Drescher is talking about the upcoming Broadway adaptation of The Nanny. I know it's still in the works, uh, revealing that it will be very funny. Um, That's not shocking. And much bigger than the TV show. She also revealed that she is considering making an appearance in the musical herself, playing the role of Sylvia Fine, um, the character's mother. We know that she is fantastic on stage. We've seen her before in Cinderella on Broadway. I would love to see her back on Broadway. I think she's an incredible comedian. She's an incredible actress. And I just, yeah, if she wants to be in her own damn show, do it. As for the titular role of the nanny, Drescher has her eye on a particular pop star who has declined to say her name, but she said that she ran into her at a Christmas party and approached her about the role and the actress seemed interested. I'm just going to assume that that means it's Gaga. Because I... Yeah, tell me, tell me. Uh, Two problems here. (laughs) One, what the hell are you doing at a Christmas party in the middle of a pandemic? Oh, I don't know that that's current. I don't know that that information means Uh, a recent Christmas party. I mean, that that could have been like three years ago at a Christmas party. Might be, but it seems a little sus that they're talking about it now. (laughs) Um, I'm just saying, if it was a 2020 Christmas party, you're dead to me. Yeah. Secondly... Lady Gaga is never going to do the nanny on Broadway. No, she's going to do Funny Girl, and I can't wait. No, no, she's not. What? No. Why do you do that, there's, no? there's because somebody else is doing that show soon. It, it's not Leah Michelle. No, it's 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 uh, uh oh. <laughs> Rachel Berry. Rachel uh, Berry. There we go. Uh, <laughs> finally, for our feel good recommendation, Girls Five Eva, which we've talked about on the show, uh, is premiering on Peacock May fifth, and they've just released a new trailer. This trailer though features uh. 
casting or the casting of Mean Girls Broadway star Ashley Park, which I don't remember them talking about in the beginning. You guys know Busy Phillips is in it. Renee Elise Goldsberry, Sarah Bareilles and Paula Pell. Of course, the series is created by Tina Fey, Robert Carlock and Jeff Richmond, who did Mean Girls. Um, I don't know if this is Tina Fey's way of pretending that she didn't spend years making fun of the Asian community. So I'm not sure, but I can't wait to see Ashley Park. I love Ashley Park. I knew she was in it because I follow her on social media. Uh, okay, um, cool. But also another person who does not appear in this trailer who is in it is another mean girl, uh, Erica Henningsen. She is in the mm. show as well. Um, famously, to borrow your word, Ashley Park and Erica Henningsen are like BFFs from their from their Ann Arbor days. And uh, I remember Ashley posting something while they were filming saying like, who keeps letting us work together? Um, so it was very <laughs> cute. I love all the mean girls folks. Um, yeah. But obviously when you've got a cast with Sarah, Busy, Paula, and Renee, like mm -hmm. that's just, that's so stacked. What it looks like based on the clips is that, so the, this whole concept is, is that okay. Girls 5 Ever was a girls group in the 90s and yeah. Sarah, Busy, Paula, and Renee were in it. So that's four. And the fifth member, it looks like from the trailer, Ashley Park was in it in the 90s, but she's young still. So she, I don't think she's with <sighs> the group when they have their comeback in modern day. So I don't know what that's all about. We will see, oh. but um, I will watch anything that basically any of those people are in. Yeah, and I'm also just, for the record, pumped for the theater community that will watch Girls 5 Eva because of Sarah, because of the, the mean girls of it all. And Renee, uh, and, yeah. And Renee. Uh, I'm excited for you all to see Busy Phillips because I've been obsessed with her since I was like in high school and she has her own show Please, now. And stop. Stop. Who are you? Are you really talking to Gen Xers about Busy Phillips? Like we didn't watch Dawson's Creek go growing up. Like, really? I mean, I was a huge Freaks and Geeks fan, but I'm just saying the theater community might not know her. That's what I'm saying. Not the gen. Okay. Not the different gen. Right. <laughs> I know. Whatever. Thank you guys for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon, patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me all of the time on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? Uh, at your own risk. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow.